This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's 12.03 on Tuesday afternoon, February 8th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Commercials for Sunday's Super Bowl broadcast at NBC are sold out. We'll discuss their value in our next segment. Right now, a reading from America's Small Businesses leads today's data. We're joined by Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh. Gus, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it seems like the uh, small business person in America is being uh, hit the hardest and most acutely aware of the two headwinds hitting the economy right now. Um, Yes, I think they're being hit hard by inflation. They're also being hit hard by uh, labor shortages. So they have continued difficulty in hiring. Uh, And also uh, uh, their costs are up, although they have been able to raise prices. So that's helping to offset some of that. Now, for the uh, larger businesses in America, they do have a a rather deep uh, reservoir of cash to help them uh, uh, attract and retain workers, pay them more, and handle uh, price increases. Uh, However, what's the impact on a smaller business where where, where margins really are, are essential? Um, that, that's right. They tend to have, uh, smaller businesses tend to have tighter profit margins, which so that means that if their input costs go up, it's more difficult for them to cover those. It also can be more difficult for them to raise prices. So in an environment where labor is in short supply, where prices for labor are going up, prices for raw materials are going up, uh, these smaller businesses may be seeing their margins squeezed more so than for larger businesses. And yet you got to do what you got to do because the survey find that uh, found that Half of the 1,500 small businesses who participated in that poll reported raising compensation over the last year, and that's the highest reading in nearly 50 years. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a very tight labor market out there. Businesses report that they're having difficulties in hiring workers. Uh, We've had a lot of people drop out of the labor force because of the pandemic. And so that is putting pressure on these small businesses. And many of their employees are leaving for better paying opportunities at larger businesses. Now, we talk about the uh, pressure that small businesses are facing in terms of uh, uh, paying workers and also for paying for supplies. But if you have a uh, consumer public Uh, also uh, flush with cash from uh, raises or stimulus dollars, they're going to spend some of that money at their nearest small business. 
That, that's right. And these small businesses do report that they are seeing stronger demand. Uh, and so that certainly is good news. Uh, and, you know, generally, um, you know, the economy does continue to expand. Consumer spending does continue to increase. Uh, so even though small business owners are slightly less optimistic than they were a few months ago, uh, conditions still look pretty good for 2022 for both small businesses and large businesses. Now, the Fed is talking about raising interest rates a number of times in 2022 to try to curb inflation. Uh, What do uh, increased borrowing costs mean for the small business person? I mean, obviously, that does make it a little bit more difficult for them to, uh, you know, to finance. That being said, interest rates, even if they go up somewhat, are still extremely low right now. Uh, if you look at uh, business interest costs as a share of cash flow, that's extremely low right now. Uh, so I do think that businesses do have a bit of flexibility there, uh, that if interest rates go up somewhat, that it's not going to be a huge problem for many small businesses. Gus Fauche, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, judging whether a Super Bowl ad buy is worth the mega money. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The site Retail Wire reports that commercials for NBC's Super Bowl broadcast on Sunday have been essentially sold out since September. Let's discuss the value of the very expensive spots with Kent Johnson, co-founder Johnson & Seekin, based in Dallas, Texas. Kent, thanks for joining us today. Uh, first off, when it comes to the Super Bowl, it is the one event on television that seems to defy history and gravity. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it... it Everyone's watching. So uh, I, I don't know if uh, if you were around during 1984 spot for Apple, but uh, it made quite an impact at, at that time. And, and ever since, I think people watch not only the Super Bowl, or they watch it for the ads. I mean, they talk the, about them years later. Su- when it comes to Super Bowl commercials, I doubt, and I'm sure maybe research bears this out, that uh, a company gets back in sales what they spend on a 30-second Super Bowl spot, one, two, or ten, but it's very much a an opportunity to wave the flag. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in, in this day and age, you know, brands are recognizing recognize that the world's changed uh, from the pandemic to social justice and they're really focusing on more on purpose right i mean they're doing a lot of humor but if if they don't uh start talking about you know what what human beings care about and uh they focus on resilience and purpose and connection with humans they're not gonna they're not gonna uh move forward in this day and age now, do, is there research before, during, and after? And I'm, I'm guessing ad firms do this and marketing firms do this on what the Super Bowl audience is looking for in terms of the somber ad that seems to capture the moment, thinking back to uh, the Clint Eastwood Chrysler ad uh, during the Great Recession. The second half is about to begin uh, versus, say, a Terry Tate office linebacker, something that makes people laugh. Well, absolutely. I mean, everyone's doing a lot of research, and, and you know, there's a couple of different ways to go, right? Especially after, after the uh, all of all of the horrible things that have gone on in the last few years. I mean, a lot of brands are talking about let's just let's just entertain, let's just be humorous, and other brands are talking about let's connect with human beings on on a, a more purpose level. So, uh, the research shows that uh, we need to be more. Um, uh, more impactful in our focus. And so uh, I think that's that's where people are going. 
You talked about the uh, Apple Macintosh commercial from 1984, and back then you actually had to watch it because there was no preview before the Super Bowl, and unless you taped it, it was gone. But now, and I'm seeing this already with the Amazon spot with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost, it's part of a multi-day, multimedia campaign. There's hype leading up to the spot, then you have the spot, and then they hope you talk about it after. Right. I mean, we're talking about it now, right? So that's exactly right. I mean, it, it's not just the spot anymore. It is all of the social media leading up to it. There's teasers now just for the spot. And then, of course, for the next week after the Super Bowl, we'll be talking about spots. People will be judging if the brand uh, resonated or not. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing. It's it is a it's an event for for a lot of brands. And then, if, if from an adver- advertising perspective, if you're part of the creative team that develops a spot that uh, is still memorable years later, I mean, we talk about Apple. That's always the one that's at the top of the list. But even the Budweiser guys saying "What's up" in 1999, people still talk about that today. I mean, is that a feather in your cap? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, Budweiser frogs. Um, it was another one, right? So. Yes, that absolutely. I mean, it builds careers. So it's it's definitely important to to, to hit one of those out of the park. Kent Johnson, co-founder Johnson and Seekin, based in Dallas, Texas. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, Amazon is now in the healthcare business. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Amazon is rolling out nationally its telehealth program known as Amazon Care. Let's learn more about this project from Bruce Japson, Chicago-based health writer for Forbes. Bruce, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how this uh, pilot program worked when it was rolled out at Amazon headquarters in Seattle. Yeah, Rob, that's a great question. So what's going on with Amazon Care? We we first know like with Walgreens, they're spending $6 billion. They're going to have doctor practices and doctors attached to their stores in certain markets. CBS has the nurse practitioner model, um, nurse practitioners in the stores. Amazon is first, they, they started a virtual program where, you know, you can with telehealth, you can use through your app. Uh, get a provider on the line and whatever. And now they're expanding that nationally. And in addition to that, in 20 other markets, including Chicago, they're going to be rolling out in-person care. And essentially what that is with them, because, you know, Amazon's always a little vague on details. you got to ask them questions. Um, they'll send a nurse to your house if they if you need it. So that's the model they're following, and that will be rolling out in Chicago. And the fascinating thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people have been skeptical of Amazon getting into the healthcare uh, business, but this shows that when they try stuff out in the markets they're strong in, uh, out on the West Coast, like Seattle, for example, um, it must be working and people must like it. And so they have deals with a bunch of employers that they announced today as well. And there is, uh, you know, telehealth is one of those innovations that, you know, had been talked about before the pandemic, but then was kind of forced into being and forced into wide practice uh, because of social distancing. And how have we discovered the ways in which telehealth makes the healthcare delivery process uh, more efficient for the patient? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, another key thing is, Rob, is that five years ago and 10 years ago, your health insurance company didn't even cover telehealth. So why do your health insurance companies and your employers uh, like telehealth? It's cheaper than going to the doctor, and it's also easier. So during the pandemic, you couldn't go to your doctor, 
when they were shut down in March, April, May of, of, of 2020. Um, however, and then there still remains people who are saying, you know what, I, the cases of COVID are up. I don't want to go to my doctor. And so um, we were forced into this. And, uh, and so people liked it. People like the idea of saying, hey, I can call my doctor. Now, certainly, um, you know, your physician, you should get your annual physical and all that type of stuff and go for in-person care. But for certain things, um, and at least for the peace of mind of having a face-to-face consultation with a provider in the case of, you know, Walgreens are going to be rolling out the doctors. And they, of course, have their virtual care and CVS as a nurse practitioner and is also getting more to doctor. And Amazon is saying, um, you know what, we'll send somebody to your house if, if, if you need it. So it's a fascinating approach, but it's less expensive and obviously um, more convenient if you don't have to leave your house in Chicago in the snow and potentially go to the doctor's office and, and um, get something while you're there. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Bruce Jabson, Chicago-based healthcare writer for Forbes, talking about Amazon's telehealth program called Amazon Care, rolling out nationwide. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, safely navigating a trip overseas. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A hearing is underway in Michigan involving the parents of a teenager accused at a deadly high school shooting. Wagering on this Sunday Super Bowl expected to reach new highs with more states legalizing sports betting. Travel Tuesday, what you need to know about planning a trip out of the country. And Alfa Romeo unveiling a new electric hybrid SUV which features NFT and block chain technology. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 332 points. The NASDAQ up 132. The S&P 500 up 29. We have 31 degrees right now in Chicago under mostly sunny skies. Going up to 38 today. Breezy, not nearly as cold. A sunny afternoon in store for you. At 12.31, a judge in Michigan is hearing evidence to determine if the parents of a teenager accused of killing four students will face trial. James and Jennifer Crumbly are charged with involuntary manslaughter. The couple asked for a delay, but Oakland County District Court Judge Julie Nicholson issued this ruling. The The Crumblies are accused of making a gun accessible to their son Ethan and failing to intervene when he showed possible signs of mental distress. Nearly one in ten people are expected to place bets on Sunday's Super Bowl. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. A gambling industry trade group estimates 31.5 million Americans will place more than $7.6 billion in bets on pro football's championship game. The number of people planning to bet is up by more than a third from last year, and the amount they may wager is up 78% from last year, both records. 45 million more people will be able to bet on the big game this year because 10 states have legalized sports betting over the past year. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. As the noon business hour continues, markets are on the upside today. We're joined by Tim Grisky, senior portfolio strategist with Ingalls and Snyder based in New York. Tim, thanks for joining us today. Uh, after kind of a ho-hum start to the week yesterday, the uh, markets are off uh, to a pretty strong start today. And it seems like that uh, volatility in January is receding into the rearview mirror. Uh, I think it may be, Rob, actually. I think you're right. Uh, we saw the market seemingly bottom here in, in late January on the 27th. Uh, we've bounced up since then, and the market seems fairly stable. So that that deep dive we had during the month of January may be over. Not sure we're going to see the market rocket higher here with the Fed out there uh, threatening to raise rates. Uh, but for now, I think everything is uh, is decent. It just sounds like there were a lot of data points for investors to kind of digest at the start of the year. They didn't know the trajectory of interest rates. Um, they weren't quite sure about the trajectory of Omicron and the potential for the economy slowing down. But uh, earnings season was a, a, a an area of confidence. And it sounds like that jobs report on Friday was a real shot in the arm. Well, earnings were fabulous. They really were well above expectations yet again. 
Uh, and I think that is the long-term driver of stock prices. So if you can find companies that are growing and growing strongly, uh, regardless even of the economic backdrop, uh, and are not you know, seriously overpriced, uh, those are great long-term investments. So, uh, yes, we've seen a great earnings season. We're still in the earnings period here. They're, it's going to start winding down, but uh, have a lot of reports still to go here. Uh, and I think uh, that provides a favorable, favorable backdrop for stocks. The Wall Street Journal today with a story about how uh, boring companies and not uh, the tunnel company that uh, Elon Musk is backing, that boring companies are uh, actually sexy. Those ho-hum stocks that just uh, provide a dividend, that's the place to be at a time of volatility. Well, certainly dividends uh, during times of volatility provide downside protection. Uh, And certainly any boring companies, meaning probably value companies, lower price companies without a lot of growth, also are protected in periods of downside volatility. But I wouldn't ignore some of these larger tech companies. Uh, These are really pretty much safe havens. They grew out. They've grown during the pandemic. They continue to grow strongly, beat expectations. Uh, and the innovation coming out of technology continues to accelerate. And to us, that's still the long-term bullish case for stocks. Uh, more innovation, especially out of uh, the, the producers and users of technology, will continue to drive stocks higher. I guess, you know, maybe the boring company is not, uh, or boring companies is not maybe a, a proper term for them, uh, these companies that uh, provide dividends. Let's say, you know, meat and potatoes, uh, basic, you know, areas of strength where you definitely know uh, you're going to find some value. But let's talk about some of the the growth properties, especially one that uh, appears to have hit hard times uh, rather suddenly, and that's Peloton, um, a management shakeup today. And looking at it from the outside, it just seems like this is a company that was a victim of its own sudden success. Exactly. And there were a number of companies like Peloton that benefited uh, from the virus, uh, from the pandemic, and people working at home, uh, living their lives at home. Uh, now that that may be, uh, you know, uh, wearing down here and rolling off, uh, companies like this, at least in terms of their earnings, are somewhat suspect. Now, Peloton's having a, a nice uh, move today. It's rumored as a takeover target, uh, and that may uh, continue here. Uh, so, um I wouldn't rule this company out or similar companies. I mean, it's I know life isn't fair, but it just seems like they're getting dinged because they got maybe five or six years of growth over the course of 10 months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They sure did. Uh, and I think uh, their products were uh, backed up in terms of uh, demand. Uh, and this is a company that's not going away. I think there will be interest in it if it is willing to uh, to sell out. I wouldn't be surprised if some type of acquisition did did take place. Uh, A lot of rumors, different companies from Amazon to Nike as potential acquirers of of this company. Well, thanks for joining us today. Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist, Ingalls and Snyder, based in New York. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, making sure an overseas vacation is organized and safe. Information to make cash and save cash. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, and if you're planning an international trip, you need to be ready for multiple protocols and restrictions. Let's get some help from Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors based in Scottsdale. The website is TravelBTA.com. Angie, thank you for joining us today. Let's start off with the places where you, as an American, cannot go. The borders are still closed to international visitors, and that's off your list. Well, that's an interesting uh, start because I think there are places that are closed, but at the same time, there's ways to get around to places that from uh, first glance appear closed. But as far as those places that are truly open, you have to evaluate the travel restrictions and the requirements, particularly related to testing. We see with the state, related to your first question, with the State Department, that there's a lot of advisory saying do not travel. And for example, with insurance, that might preclude you from being able to travel those places and have the same amount of coverage that you would have to a place that is um, more readily open from the standpoint of uh, safety protocols and things like that. What are some of the gotchas that uh, you as a traveler, let's say you you have this entire international trip planned out, you think you know uh, what the vaccination and testing requirements are, and then there's one little detail along the way that you might not have considered? Great question. For example, we got a phone call just yesterday where somebody didn't realize that the country where they were traveling required you to have trip insurance in order to um, to travel to that destination. A lot of countries are requiring trip insurance because they don't want to be in a situation where they're providing medical treatment and they're not going to be reimbursed. So they're requiring trip insurance. The other concern that people have to be aware of is the testing requirement. Are you required to have your test results taken within 72 hours, 48, or 24? And depending on where you're traveling from, we've had travelers who have struggled to get their test results back in a timely fashion. And you also have to be mindful of whether it's a PCR requirement or whether or not an antigen test will suffice. And then in the U.S., uh, fully vaccinated is the, you know, the two-dose regimen, fully vaccinated and boosted is if you, of course, get the booster. But do other countries have different vaccination requirements for, you know, their, what they consider to be fully vaccinated that could get you around various testing requirements? Correct. I mean, you do have to verify most of the, the, the common uh, vaccines that are offered in the U.S. are considered acceptable Um, and reputable, so to speak. And at the same time, you do have to be mindful of the booster requirements. Some countries require boosting within five to six months. So you do have to be aware of whether or not your booster is needed before travel. And then uh, another potential thing that a lot of travelers may not be thinking about is that uh, even if you're laying over in a country on the way to or from the United States, you're subject to their own testing and vaccination requirements, even if you're just hanging out in the airport for three hours. Absolutely. That's a, a concern that we stress to our travelers And it's really important that you understand that you are most likely going to be required to fill out the documentation and prove your testing results to various countries. For example, flying into London, the paperwork that's necessary to enter the UK is pretty stringent and you have to do it on a passenger by passenger basis. So if you're traveling with a family of four um, or more, it becomes more daunting and you have to do that before you travel 
Those documentations cannot be filled out sooner than two days prior to travel. And then guess what? If you're you're laying over in London again on your return home, you're going to have to take time while you're traveling two days prior and complete that paperwork once again. So it's a little more daunting. If you really want to avoid the stress and disruption, I would definitely plan your lay. First of all, try to secure direct flights as much as possible. But if you're coming from a secondary market, that might be might not be possible. Or if you're traveling to more remote areas, you might have to lay over, such as Croatia, you typically have to lay over. But you're going to want to try as much as possible if you have to lay over to do so on the West Coast or East Coast within the United States to avoid entering another country simply to lay over. And then um, I would also, you know, if you do have to lay over in another country to look for a country that has lesser restrictions just to avoid, um, you know, the added paperwork and restrictions. Thanks for joining us. Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors in Scottsdale, the website TravelBTA.com. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Alfa Romeo's new subcompact hybrid SUV will include an NFT plus blockchain technology. Let's learn more from Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, the world of NFTs and cars are coming together. And how is this going to make uh, this particular Alfa Romeo different from uh, a standard vehicle? Well, well, what you're going to have to do is fast forward a couple of years when somebody is selling that vehicle on the used car market. The NFT actually allows somebody who is selling it used to legitimately tell people how much maintenance was done, you know, how the owners treated the vehicle, how the vehicle was driven. So you have a secure record of all that kind of thing. So it's no longer a used car dealer telling you, you know, it was only driven on Sundays by a little old lady from Pasadena. You've got the data there. So it'll be interesting to see how they actually use that down the road. Well, Jeff, I've heard the song, The Little Old Lady from Pasadena is kind of a daredevil. But uh, it, it sounds like the Carfax history report on steroids. Right, exactly. But but a Carfax history report only goes so far. I mean, yes, that's data that's inputted. With the NFT, this is data that's secure. I mean, this is the kind of thing that's used in the art world to legitimize a piece of artwork so that people don't think it's a forgery. So in another way, it lets Alfa Romeo say they're treating their vehicles like a work of art. Now, in, in, in a way, I mean, if uh, let's let's take a look at some of the other types of data uh, that can be stored uh, as an NFT inside this car. It's not just the maintenance history. I mean, potentially, you could also uh, have the entire driving record inside there and maybe be used by uh, accident investigators. Well, that that's true, and that's been an issue for years with the so-called black boxes that store a little bit of data that have been used in accident reconstructions. And and from a buyer's standpoint, I mean, how much data do you want stored? On one way, it can be used for you if you want to really show that you took care of that vehicle. But if you didn't take care of the vehicle or didn't drive properly, you know, data is data. It can be used for you or against you. Are the other are the other other automakers uh, watching Alfa Romeo and uh, uh, gathering their own data on how the car buying public uh, enjoys this particular feature? 
Yeah, car makers are always watching what other car makers are doing. If this turns out just to be a stunt, you probably won't see people follow suit. If it turns out to be something really that's of value, you'll see everybody do it. And it potentially could revolutionize the used car market if adopted uh, by everybody. I mean, 20 years from now, buying a used car could be a very different experience. Absolutely. It's good for the consumer. You'd have a lot more data about things. But you know what? If you're selling the used car, maybe it's not so good because in all honesty, most of us really don't maintain our vehicles as well as we say we do. Alfa Romeo uh, coming out with a new subcompact hybrid SUV, including an NFT. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jeff Gilbert, the CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. Thanks for the insight. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.